Carla. And I'm Sarah. Welcome to Creative Reboot. So today we um, have decided that we're going to be talking about high energy and low energy days, which is uh, with regards to business and creativity. Um, this is actually something that Carla and I feel is really quite current at the moment. We've definitely been talking uh, a lot about how our energy levels ebb and flow. We're always trying to figure out how to make them work to our advantage, aren't we, Carla? We are. I work to our advantage and also, you know, try and stop them from sabotaging us. Absolutely. Yeah. Stopping us from doing that crying under the desk thing, which we seem to be doing quite frequently. <laughs> just just the once a week. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. So, I mean, what's what's a good place to start with talking about this? Um, well, I guess maybe maybe defining it because this might be a bit. I know when I first read about this, this was quite a weird concept to me. It was like, oh, oh, that's why some days I can take on the world and other days I kind of can't. Yeah. Um, that, you know, you, you will have some days where you are full of energy and you can do all the stuff and you will have some days where actually all you're fit to do is maybe the filing maybe not even that and I think actually accepting that those I think one of for me one of the joys of being an entrepreneur is being free to choose what you do with your time which is probably a whole another episode in itself um but that means there's always so much to do and there's always so many things that need doing that I think we kind of expect ourselves to run at 150 percent 150 percent of the time and that's not mathematically possible is it no definitely not it's that um it is that expectation we've got on ourselves, isn't it, that we that we should be doing everything at top speed and at um, full like perfection levels. So there should be a hundred percent, and you know we should be t- turning out good work all the time. Um, yeah. And actually, it's just not. It's not. It is not viable. It's just not doable, is no. it? No. And I think something that I think is is very interesting that I I see in myself. I'm not that great at doing anything about it with myself, but something I definitely see in in other friends and and clients is that we'll have maybe two or three days of intensive creativity, intense creation. We are maybe making a course, or we're doing a boot camp, or we're running we're running something, or we're you know really deep in in creation. And then we come out the other side and the natural thing to do would be to need some rest. And instead mm. we're like, right, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> and then we wonder why we can't. <laughs> it's like, well, actually, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. you know, actually, if that was a racehorse, the racehorse would have a break after the race. You know, you, you have the sprint and then you have the chill time. And I think that as entrepreneurs, that is a, an ever, a never ending battle um to to get ourselves to recognize i mean don't get me wrong i fully acknowledge that you and several other of my close friends regularly say to me take a break you're allowed to take a break pause you'll work better after a pause and instead i'm like no no break down before breakthrough and i I get to the point where i'm literally breaking down and then i can be creative again but you know i love that breakdown before breakthrough that's obviously the thing that goes through your head but actually saying that i mean i know i have said that to you but then I've also been guilty of doing exactly the same thing myself. You know, I got to a point where I realised during our lovely pandemic going on that I'd been working for, I think it was nine weeks straight without a day off. Um, and I I actually almost fell over when I realised that fact, because it was like, how can anyone work no one can do that. for that it's long? Not, it's not reasonable, is it? No, no, I mean, I had something not, not quite as bad as that. But I mean, I rarely take days, full days off, but I am better, slightly better pausing since lockdown simply because I haven't got as many places to be so where I would have had to travel to do the five meetings in a day now I can do five meetings a day from home even if the zoom five zoom meetings a day actually leaves me fit for absolutely nothing except stuff Mm. in my face with pasta and 
crying on the floor. No, it's not quite that bad. And then don't get me wrong, I've had some amazing Zoom meetings as well, but there is a, a different type of fatigue, I think, that comes mm. out of... There's also something... So we were talking the other day, one of my friends, um, once the distancing stuff was lifted, she came and sat in the garden um, at a distance. And, well, I was at a distance. My cat was fawning over her feet because my cat's a weirdo. But, you know, humans humans were at a distance. <laughs> anyway, and we, said, we both said, because it's the first time we'd seen anyone outside of our immediate family or who we live with, um, since, I don't know, eight weeks previously or whatever. And we both laughed because we said, you know, we were actually missing the... We've both had very heavy lockdown um, Zoom amounts of time on Zoom. And um, and we realised that actually one of the things that makes Zoom exhausting or makes those online meetings exhausting and, and actually for me saps my creativity and saps my energy is that when I'm sitting and talking to you in a coffee shop... I don't have a mirror next to me where I can be like, oh, I'll just move my hair. Oh, oh, I can see. You know, you don't look at yourself at the same time. And it's not that I'm staring at myself, but actually having yourself on the screen is a really strange, particularly in a one-on-one situation, is a really strange... It fades a bit if you've got 20 people in the room and there's 20 people moving, it's not so much. But um, I think that's definitely part of it. And and I think, again, knowing, recognising the things that your energy is lifted by, but also Mm. recognising what is sapped by is probably quite an important part of starting to manage that. Yeah, my theory with Zoom as well, and I've talked to um, Stuart about this because he's been doing a lot of teaching via video conferencing. Mm -hmm. Not Zoom, they're not allowed to use Zoom, but it's a similar sort of system. Um, And he says to me at the end of each day, teaching like that is so much more exhausting than it is in a classroom Mm -hmm. and you're standing there in front of a class of people. And my sort of theory on that is actually it's, I feel like, I've noticed I'm not a great networker anyway, but I've noticed with networking on Zoom, you have to be extra you because people are only seeing this little screen of you and to make yourself more noticeable you just have to be a bit bigger and a bit brasher and a bit louder than Mm -hmm. you probably would in person. And and I would say actually that's quite a nice kind of... um... Uh, one of the things that I think is really relevant to this is is how introverts and extroverts manage their absolutely. Dif- Did I just say extroverts? That's not a word. Extroverts. I don't even. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's there's a hashtag. Can't work. Can't words for shit. Um, so we're gonna have to collect these, you know, and put them on t-shirts or something. We will. But yeah, I think that is definitely something that we need to um, consider, as you know, in, in for ourselves, is how how are we wired? Are, are we introvert? Are we extrovert? Where does our energy come from, and what saps it? And then what mm. activities are we doing? Because for me, I found, I mean, a couple of times this week, actually, I've sort of said, oh, um, I can do that at 10 o'clock, but actually I'm podcasting the night before, so I'll be excited but tired because yeah. I know I'll be up late, for example. Or I've said, you know, a couple of times I've said, oh, actually, no, I can't do that in that evening because I'm on human time this week and I've got to do something at nine o'clock in the morning, which means I I can't stay up late doing creative stuff because I need to be able to get up and function on more than four hours sleep ideally Mm. um and i find that that again is i think coming about more as experience of what but that will be different for each person so i I have the experience now of what soothes me and what boosts me and and what is but i think also knowing when your creative days are going to be and not trying to schedule all your creative days like you say consistently one after the other yeah. Um, actually I think what I meant to say right at the beginning of that is it's similar to your experience of working all the time um, I had 17 days in a row where I just had back to back Zooms um, oh. early on in lockdown and it was again only when I looked back at it I was like my god no wonder I'm exhausted no wonder I can't do because I, then I was sitting for about three days afterwards like I just can't there's just no creativity yeah. in my brain what's going on you know and I think that we it's, I'm not just blaming this on Zoom I think this is a, a wider issue but at the moment obviously that is part of the thing the video thing is a, is a an issue for us all mm. um 
but I think it's about recognizing and um working with working with the fact I think that you you have some days where you are big on creativity and or energy and and days where you're just not and that's okay you're not failing because you're having a day where you really just don't feel like doing exactly because even if you know if you work for somebody you're not doing the the things all day every day are you you're stopping and you're talking to I think that's the great myth actually is that I try when I'm working here I try to do six to eight hours of work a day like actual work that I'm clocking work Mm -hmm. so it's either client work or I'm creating or I'm blogging or I'm marketing or I'm but I'm fairly sure that there's a statistic somewhere that says that if you like for every eight hour day worked in a standard open plan office you're getting about three hours of actual work done that sounds about right actually wouldn't surprise me and then when you're when you are working from home because you actually haven't got that interaction with everybody else, you probably are trying to do six to eight hours of work and finding and wondering why you're so exhausted at the end. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And and I'm also um, a classic one for taking my work uh, into the evening as well. You know, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll move to my laptop on the computer downstairs, uh, on, on the sofa downstairs, and the TV will be on and my husband will be there talking to me, but I'll still be writing a blog post or doing some social media or uh, maybe I'll just catch up on a few emails or so even though it's 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 as far as I'm concerned that's quite low energy stuff that I need to do it's not hugely taxing to my brain but it's yeah it's just it's it's not time away is it from work it's not reading a book no, it's not and I, actually something. that's that's a really interesting one because I think something that I have um I wouldn't quite say struggled with, and I don't know if you've had a similar thing, but for me, my businesses were what I did for fun. So when I very first started my business 10 years ago, um, it was because I enjoyed spending my weekends setting up, selling jewellery, being at the fair, talking to other people, making jewellery, writing on my website, writing my blog, like all of of that stuff that goes into running a business, I loved. Um, The only thing I wasn't that keen of was the accounts because spreadsheets scare me. But um, (laughs) I've got better at that over the years. But at the time, (laughs) that was the only thing I didn't find fun. I just did it because I had to. Yeah. and now I have better systems, so it's not so bad. But um, I feel like the the transition, because I did that for so long as a side hustle, and I'm sure I'm not the only person that's experienced this, that literally was what I did for fun. When people said, you know, what are you doing this weekend? I'd be like, oh, I'm going to make some more jewellery and I'm going to do this. Or, oh, I'm going to I'm creating this website and then I'm going to write four blog posts and get my content out or I'm going to write a lead magnet. You know, I was really excited about that stuff. I, I love mm. it. I really love it. It's why I do what I do now. It's why I've shifted into the, the branding and mentoring now because I love the business side of business. Absolutely. However, <laughs> now I don't have a day job to take up the majority of my day it means that what I was doing for fun I'm now doing all day every day all evening every evening and all weekend and that is in one way it's absolutely amazing but I'm also now at the point where even my family who are an incredibly hard-working bunch are saying do you know what you you could you could just have a day where you sit in your pjs and read a book like that would be okay you know even once a month that would be okay (laughs) yes there's no defining between the no. thing you love and your job now because it has become all one thing yes. and the thing and I was doing, doing as a hobby something... is now yes. my job and, exactly. and that is funny actually because the thing I worried about when I took photography professional was that I I worried because people said oh you know you have to show up and you have to shoot stuff you don't want and you have to do and actually I haven't found any of that I've been very mm. lucky that my clients have been dream clients really um I mean some of them do stuff that I don't understand or wouldn't do myself um but in terms of who they are and what they want they've they've been dream clients and so I haven't actually ever had a problem showing up and shooting um, yet. Hopefully mm. never will. So it's not that part of taking a hobby professional that's been a problem. For me, it's that my it's not a problem, but it is a, a tendency to overdo 
there there are no boundaries for me yes and yeah. actually the laptop on the sofa thing is something i'm trying to actively so i work as, as we well i'm sure we've talked about this, this podcast before i'm a proper night owl um but i am now working in my office until two three four in the morning but when i shut the door in here i've actually taken my work emails off my indoor laptop so that if i want to sit and write an email to my best friend or if i want to catch up with um you know i want to zoom a friend from bed i can if I want to, I don't know, write a post on my blog that has nothing to do with work, then I totally can. But that laptop actually has got very little work-related stuff on it. Mm. So that I have a gap. Yes. Yeah, that would And that good. helps with the energy management, I think, because it means yeah. that... I And actually, so we've got creative energy and we've got high and low energy. And then we've got, um, I guess, home and work energy, just yeah, to like add to the... Yeah, that makes sense. Does that sort of... Because it's a different feel, isn't it? There is. Because if you think about home sort of things, it is things like, oh, you know, I've got to go and do the laundry or the bins need taking out or the dishwasher needs emptying or, you know, let's not talk dishwashers, it's bone of contention. <laughs> yes, let's let's not mention the D word right now. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so it is... And it's that different type of... Energy. And even that, I think, encroaches on your work energy, especially when you work from home specifically. Because I know a classic one I get is... My husband works in a, a, a school, you know, which is like 10 minutes down the road. So he's away from home. But he luckily he doesn't do it so much anymore. But he used to message me in the middle of the day and go, oh, while you're, while you're there, could you just put the washing on? Or could you just pop out and get something? Or And it, it is that different kind of energy that definitely then has an effect on, yeah, on your work energy and how, how productive you are because you're pulling it away to do something else, I suppose yeah i think it's an interesting one and i mean i i have no one to blame but myself because there is nobody who says do housework do you know if i don't fancy doing the laundry i don't i do use my home stuff as a procrastination tool yeah i call that productive procrastination though because at least i'm doing something else it kind of is but the other day i found myself i'd washed the rug from my living room oh okay um that's not a small exercise to actually physically pick that up and put it into my washing machine like that was quite a big and then I found my way I did some other stuff in the house and then I found my way I think I I think I might reorganize my cutlery drawer and then I found my way back to my office and it was when I found myself this was always my thing um, when I was at work so I keep um, a big soft paintbrush like a thin um, it's like a long flat thin paintbrush um and I keep it next to my desk because I know that when I find myself cleaning my keyboard with a paintbrush there's something i'm avoiding (laughs) probably not something creative probably something quite low creativity but probably quite high mental energy yes and i think that's also interesting is finding those jobs you know picking the days where you or starting to plan around you know i need to be high creativity and high energy for something like running a workshop or creating Mm. a course Mm. but i might need to be as I say, high mental energy, high energy, but low creativity to do something like, so the thing I was avoiding that day was finalising my accounts. Um, because as I say, I keep them. I don't necessarily want to look at them. But sometimes I don't know that I'm doing, I, it's, I almost have to catch myself doing yeah, the weird. And sense. I do find that hard. I find that easier to slip into at home. So I don't have that issue when I go to the studio. In fact, I've just, so my studio is now reopened after COVID, which is lovely. Um, and I have just bitten the bullet and bought a Wi-Fi extender to go there. But for the two and a half years I've had it so far, I have not had internet access up there because mm-hmm. just because of the way the Wi-Fi runs and where my studio is in the building. 
and a lot of people have said oh you know you should get this this extender you should do it. and I was like yeah but do you know what I quite like going there and not having because it means I go and I lose myself in my work it often means I'm not there for a full day because actually I can do in three hours what might take me a full day if I had the exactly. internet to distract me yeah but it means that I, I go there sort of little and often rather than you know intensively and but the work I do is intensive when I'm there and I I'm still in two minds but this is a plug so I can actually physically unplug the plug if I want to go back to that but I'm also getting to the point where I would like to get distracted by your phone or your yeah Yeah. but there is some stuff I'd like to do and there's some stuff I'd like to experiment with that requires the internet and some filming and stuff that I want to do and some Instagram lives and that kind of thing so I do need the internet there because there's also no phone signal there Mm. um but it's a it's a really interesting again like that is that is that creating a uh, an energetic a good energetic space or is that actually me creating a space where I can be low creativity because you know the internet's there it's, it's a really funny and I don't think there's one cause for it either there's just lots no. of different things that you start oh, when you start to think about this stuff it's like oh actually is that is that because I had a low energy day or is that because I just spent all day scrolling exactly yeah distractions yeah. I think yeah. can be mm, I think that's a whole other subject I think it's probably on our list about <laughs> I'm sure procrastination is anyway. on there somewhere oh definitely because it's a big definitely. one isn't it but I mean so we talked about the expectations on ourselves there but what about the ones that we set for our clients well this was interesting because when we talked about this just before we hit record um it looks like we actually do this quite differently so Mm. I said that I um I say recently I would say within the last year or so um have started to lower the expectations that I am setting when I speak to my clients when I you know when people are inquiring and that kind of thing so that I can exceed them with ease and, Mm -hmm. and really delight them with ease and your response was but I do that anyway yeah I always do that that's what I've always done and I find that really interesting because I I struggle with high expectations for myself and I think I was projecting that onto my what I was expecting myself to achieve for my clients as well absolutely if that makes sense. so but I'm then interested I kind in of your learned, side of that yeah well I don't I, you know I don't even know where I learned it from but it was something I picked up on very early with my photography business so we're talking about like eight nine years ago where I decided that I was going to under promise on everything so that I can easily over deliver because it makes it a lot easier on on me to do that then if I turn around and say oh I'm only going to give you 20 photos and I give them 150 I look like a fucking amazing person you know because I've given them so much more than they ever expected um and it hasn't given it hasn't I, I don't know whether that actually helps with the energy because then you're not feeling like you're having to push more energy into giving them the 150 photos you promised when you're really struggling to find 50 of them or yes does that make sense yeah I think it does and I think it's interesting because I think the expectations tie in with them that the p word perfectionism Mm. which is something that we I know have both struggled with yes (laughs) um and it's something that I don't know what you mean I'm totally perfect (laughs) of course you are (laughs) But is the work you do perfect? That's my well, problem. Far no, from it. I think um, no, no. I I think I think that um, I'm sh- I think all creatives struggle with perfectionism, and I'm sure mm-hmm. that that also actually feeds in. So I know going back to um, a particularly low day, which in part sparked this episode about a week ago. Um, and I just out of nowhere, like so I'd had I'd had a couple of really good days beforehand. There was nothing particular that that triggered. There was nothing particular that, you know, I woke up that day and I did my morning pages and I was kind of fine. And I had breakfast. And about two hours later, out of nowhere, I was literally sitting under my desk crying. And I still don't really know why. Mm. Um, and everything just felt despairing and too much. And, and it was definitely a day where although I had a lot planned, it ended up being a write off of a day. But because several wise people 
told and it was when the fourth person said you should just take a break and read a book this evening and i was like okay i trust all four of you maybe if you're all saying the same thing maybe 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 i should try this maybe i've got so much to do but maybe maybe this would be good and one of the things actually that i have really struggled with during lockdown and i'd be really interested to know if anyone listening has had the same um i am a voracious reader um so i regularly don't get out of bed at a weekend till i've read a full novel because reading a full novel takes me about an hour and a half two hours maybe um and i have always just devoured books and I can't read at the moment. I just can't focus. So I'm reading. I've gone back to my um, so my my two um, uh, so Harry Potter and the Wheel of Time and my two kind of comfort reading series because I know them inside out. So it doesn't mm. matter if I can only read half a chapter or three pages because I know what happens both either sides of it. I can practically quote it. So it's actually very comfort reading um, I think it confuses people when I'm like oh yeah I'm reading this million page series because I can't read and they're like what million, I think it's got four million words and it's something ridiculous um, but it's because I'm not feeling my 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 reading energy has been absorbed by all this other stuff and I think some of some of the the reason we thought that this was so relevant now is because a lot of people and a lot of people in very different situations this is not just self-employed people this is not just creative people this is not just people who are running around with you know kids and jobs and side hustles this is basically everybody i've spoken to Mm. in the last six to eight weeks absolutely is struggling with this very strange like you get bursts of almost defiant energy you're like yeah i can do this this is great let's you know run around and do these things and i'm creating this and you come out i've had a couple of days where you know i've woken up being like well you know i'll, I'll try and work on this and i've come out with you know three books drafted and a course ready to go and a, a three blog posts and, and it's like oh where did that come from yeah. but inevitably i can only keep that up for a couple of days and then there is this natural ebb and flow there's mm-hmm. a natural dip into where then i'm not as creative and one of the things that I am still learning, and one of the reasons we want to talk about this today, is that in that dip, I tend to beat myself up. I tend to go, well, yesterday, yesterday I wrote half a book. What's wrong with me today? And it's like, well, probably it's because you wrote half a book yesterday that you can't cope today exactly. and you need a bit of a break. Yeah, yeah. But it's re- it's a really difficult... And it's so funny because when we talk often, when we talked about routine, it was very similar. When we talk about these things, it seems really silly that they're not embedded in my head and I, you know, they're not almost automatic. But actually, when you're in the middle of it, it's very difficult to remember the common sense. Oh, God, absolutely. Because I think because it's probably a lot to do with your own mood, isn't it? You're, you, it's that pressure you're putting on yourself. It's it's not really understanding, um, not understanding, that's probably the wrong word, but um, you're so in it that you don't really see from what's going on from outside I see the wood for the trees yeah exactly yeah Uh, I was trying to do it without coming up with a cliche because I'm terrible with cliches but (laughs) I'm quite quite like a good cliche we're right fine okay (laughs) um but it's one of those things like say I I know I've messaged you and gone oh my god Carl I've got all of these clients waiting for work from me and I just cannot produce anything at the moment I'm sitting there looking at the blinking cursor on the screen and all I want to do is 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 go away for you know go for a walk or something um and I, I I mean, I know early on in the whole um, pandemic thing, I was actually really busy with clients. But because of the way I was feeling, I was struggling to meet deadlines. So I was having in the end, I took it upon myself to get in touch with people and say, look, I'm really sorry. I am struggling mentally at the moment with everything that's going on. Stuff's going to be a bit late. And weirdly, everyone came back and went, do you know what? We get it. Don't worry. It's fine. So thankfully, I have amazing clients. But um, it's. Well, what was the, where was I going with that? Um, <laughs> can't remember now. I think but that was um, you, you were the, talking it's about the whole thing about mood. It's the, the mood. I, t- yeah. I talked to you about 
all of these things and you were like well Sarah you know maybe it's just that you're feeling a bit low today and you need to go and do something for you and then I would have to do the same thing for you um you know it's to be able to see it yourself sometimes is really difficult but to see it in someone else yeah. is much easier and I think this is why I know we bang on about it all the time and I, I know that it's hard to make friends in adulthood and I know mm. that you know actually sharing sharing your business with not sharing your business with someone but sharing the details of your business with someone yeah. can be quite a frightening thing because you know there's there's competition and there's people who steal stuff and there's you know the, the big wide world of fraud out there so mm. you know there are there are things particularly if you run your business online you know it can be very frightening to open up to somebody and some of us also have that idea experiences of you're and... not matching up to what other people are doing on, on social media you know, particularly i think if people are in the same industry and one of the things i think is amazing about um because i might you know my my um support um what's the word i'm looking for anchors i guess oh, my support yes. anchors like my, my my people who really hold me together um you are the only one of them that is very similar you're do, we do very similar things i know mm. we do slightly differently with you copyright i mentor but you know actually we are both photographers we're both brand photographers you know we, we work with small businesses all of that kind of thing mm. um but i think actually having that somebody who knows you and your business almost better than you know it yourself and it, i mean you can don't get me wrong this can be someone who's got nothing to do with your business as well you know best friends and family members are often quite good for being like actually you need to take a break but sometimes I find that I don't take so for for example my mum will say oh you know you really could do with a day sitting around in your pjs reading a book and I'm like I know but I've got so much to do like you know I I love you for thinking of me but that's just not possible right now and then <laughs> I feel you like you may have already said that to me about four times today as well actually <laughs> right but but then I'll find someone like you or Louise who knows my business inside out who knows me inside out um and who has we've grown our businesses alongside each other for the last few mm. years um we'll say something like you, you sound a bit burnt out have you thought about sitting down with a book and i'm like yeah all right <laughs> i'm not happy about it but i'll do it so i think it's a it's not that, that not that your family and your friends can't help you i think sometimes it's that you, it almost takes one to know one yes because i think sometimes when i've seen you showing signs of burnout or showing signs of of low energy and, and low mood i can see it because i recognize it mm very specifically from running your business and stuff i've seen it in myself which is why Mm. i could see it in you yeah Um, but it's much easier to be kind to you than it is to be kind to myself Mm -hmm. (laughs) who knew oh well it's like we we how often do we turn around and say something to each other and go do you know what? i'm going to throw your words back at me that you said to me last week here you go and you go it's really frustrating when that (laughs) happens but also quite satisfying the other way around (laughs) oh well i had a friend who actually um she copied and pasted my my conversation i'd had with her and highlighted what I'd said to her and then sent it to me and I was like you're actually throwing my words back at me and she was like literally literally these are my words literally and she did she 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 gloated in that as well and said yeah in less than six hours from when you wrote them ha that's so funny that's so funny was that energy related or was that oh I don't remember it probably actually was yeah it wouldn't surprise me if it was yeah yeah yeah. It's a funny one. Oh. So on that mood then, how mm. do we go about... So filling the well is, is something I would yes. really like to talk about in relation mm. to this. Because for me, um, in my own experience, um, usually when someone has bollocked me and said, for God's sake, put the business down, go and do something for you. And I'm like, if it, this is for me, I love it. And they're like, no, yeah. no, go and do something that's got nothing to do with any of your businesses. Put the camera down, put the notebook down, like go and do something else. Mm-hmm. Um, inevitably, when I do that, I then come back refreshed and full of vigour. Absolutely. Um, it has been harder during lockdown because the things that I like to do often involve doing things like um, going out, out, 
-hmm. not out out drinking or anything but out and maybe going to a gallery or you know going and filling filling my creative well with things that are actually unrelated to what I do I do take my camera out for joy but there are definitely points where actually because my camera is my primary tool and my notebook is my other or my typing you know words are my other primary tool actually sometimes I I have to go and do something that is not related to photography and not related to words I need to go and do something else um so that has been harder during lockdown but then I have found myself again being drawn back to jewelry making because it's something to do with my physical hands yeah um and I had an amazing chat um, actually with someone yesterday um, who we just met, but we ended up being on, on Zoom for a couple of hours because we kept we kept finding things that we did that were kind of the same, which is a bit spooky yeah. when you've never met someone before. But oh, I love those, that we, though, when you've yeah, those it was brilliant. It was so lovely. I'm hoping, I'm hoping to get her onto the podcast at some point, but amazing. I won't say who she is in case she says no. So, <laughs> but um, we... Um, we connected initially actually over our pets and then the, one of the second like the early things that came up in the conversations or the second thing we talked about was about creating with your hands and um, because we both create on a screen mm. and what we do is hugely creative and that's wonderful but actually sometimes you need to step away from the screen and use your physical hands to make a thing and it doesn't have to be business related so for me that does tend to be jewelry um yesterday actually i got my paintbrushes out had a really busy day and I had to run over and help mum with an appointment and some other stuff and then um I actually got my paintbrushes out and made some swishes some oh, like, sparkly watercolour um, swishes your Instagram stories mainly awesome. because I need them for my website but actually rather than buying them I was like well I can create these let's just do that today and that yep. was lovely because I actually took myself out into the garden and I did them I brought them back in here to photograph because the light's better but I took them out into the garden it was oh it was just lovely um and actually I felt much much more able to do stuff in the afternoon for having taken literally 15 minutes with brushes and paint Mm. and so I think and I think that the way that I know that Julia Cameron in the artist away talks about that is um filling the well yes um but I don't know do you do you have specific things you do to, to that kind of I think very similar to you I was very much of the oh well photography is the thing that I love to do um so actually going out and taking photo photographs of landscape and flowers and things like that I was doing because I loved to do it it. but Mm -hmm. actually uh, same sort of thing it's it's but it's because it's also your daily tool and it it's very hard to separate the two of them out and again with writing as well even writing for myself can be difficult sometimes because I'll say to you sometimes oh my god I've written so many blog posts for people this week I have no words left there is nothing even if I go and look at a screen now to and I've got ideas that I want to write about nothing comes because because I'm 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 depleted. Everything's gone. Mm. The, the well is empty. Put it that the way. Well is empty. Yeah. Um. So, what I found for me is to fill up the well. I need things that um. Almost take me to a different place. That's um, I like a, a sort of meditation. So okay. reading is one of those things I always go back to because I can fill the well up with other creativity from, from and other reading people. takes you away, doesn't it? Oh, it reading takes me for me is the most magical worlds, thing. And, yeah, it absolutely. takes you to a different world. You can travel without leaving your bed. Oh, yes. it's wonderful. I love yeah, it. Yeah, same. Yeah. And I mean, I'd gone probably a few years back, I'd actually gone through a phase of not, I'd stopped reading. I'd, I, I was only reading for um, my course and work. And so, you know, reading a bunch of, medical books and English language books was basically my limit at that point um, and I read a really great article I think I stumbled across this great article because I was like how am I supposed to fit in books that I want to read for me you know for, for pleasure and for enjoyment and this article basically said 10 minutes a day that's all you need mm-hmm. if you can read for 10 minutes a day you'll read something like I can't remember it was like 10-15 books a year and I thought wow 
I can do that. Anyone can do 10 minutes a day. So I actually, that was, I made a commitment to myself to start reading 10 minutes a day just before I go to bed. It's, it's my sort of last thing at night. That's lovely. And I loved doing it. So it ended up increasing to 30 minutes a day. That's, and then next thing I knew, I signed up to Goodreads because I was challenging myself to read more books. Oh, are we not friends on Goodreads yet? We should be. Are we not? Oh. No, I don't think we are, but we should be. I'm on course for 20 this year, so I'm very pleased. Excellent. I won't, <laughs> but, I won't tell you how many books I've read this year. Oh my God, it's probably way more than me. You read, you read so much faster than I do. read too quickly. Well, not so much at the moment, but um, yeah, no, up, up to March, April time, I had read quite a lot, which was yeah, lovely. So, absolutely. And I will come back. I think it's just when you're, but again, it's that, it's that opening your well to. It is, definitely. But the, what you said there as well about the crafting and creating, that's really kind of struck a chord with me because I don't, I don't think I've ever really been a craftery, craftery. Is that a word? No, it's not. Crafty. I always say crafty, person. but crafty like making, crafty. not crafty like a fox. Because yes. I always say if I'm crafty, that maybe feels a bit like, hi, I'm Carla, I'm crafty. It just is a bit of a weird thing to say, isn't it? But, but um, yeah, I've never been that kind of maker type person. I've, I'm, I'm appalling at sewing. I've, I, 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 sewing I, is not my medium either. I remember the little story for you here but I remember being a brownie and getting my sewing badge and then having it rescinded because I glued it to my sash <laughs> oh no that's barbaric I used to uh, mum used to sew mine and then when I got old enough I think it was when I got into guides that it became my responsibility to sew mm-hmm. I used Wonderweb oh yeah I think it was that so I used this like I don't um, glue I didn't thing, sew so, I did yeah. not sew mine because I can't sew I also oh, wow. failed the sewing badge the first time because when I went to sew the badge onto my sash, I also sewed the sash to my skirt. So <laughs> that's amazing. I will just as a tiny sideline. Uh, somebody posted the other day their daughter's brownie badges, and there's one of mixologist. Like oh, brownies ooh. have come a long way. Isn't that like cocktails? Yeah, they do it with with juices and stuff, like like it's like amazing. mocktails, and that's a brownie badge. Is mixologist? I was like, what that is, is this? Why am I not? You know, brownies was. I mean, I loved brownies and guides, but it was not that cool. It was, was not young. that cool. No, definitely. It was um, we had stuff like, do you wash your hair brush and. Um, oh, what else did I? Yeah, no, hostess badge. I had to serve my parents yes. sandwiches and stuff. Yes, with a little um, tray and much yeah, to their horror, and, I imagine. Yes, I remember but, that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah def- <laughs> very different. But yeah, so okay. So going to the crafty thing, I, I've never yes. been that crafty kind of person. However, last was it last year? Yeah, last year I went to a workshop, a macrame workshop. Ooh. Um, and it was a, it was something like a three hour workshop, and you would come away with one of those lovely macrame wall hangings, yeah. which I've always yeah. wanted to have. And they're so and pretty. Are they actually really trendy now as well? They are really trendy. Yeah, it's becoming a real thing. But that three hours that I spent tying these knots was probably the most blissful three hours I've had in years because I was so focused on the knots, I forgot everything. It was like a meditation. So yeah. I think for me, having something to fill my well is actually, for, as much as I love photography and as much as, as I love writing, they don't take me into that meditative place, whereas mm. something like creating so the macrame I does. have a question then. Mm. Do you think, because that was a workshop, so I had a very similar experience when I started silversmithing in September last year. Yeah. So I'd always made stuff, I'd beaded, I'd been doing jewellery for a long time, but I'd never worked with precious metals because I didn't think fire in my house was necessary. Like me with a Bunsen burner, it did not seem like a great plan. Um, me with actually anything involving flames or heat <laughs> didn't seem like a great plan. 
um, so I um, there's an amazing workshop in the next um, village across and um, and I went there and I learned and it was just amazing mm. um, but like you it was like therapy so it was three yes. hours a week for a series of six weeks and I signed up for it or eight weeks I think it might be and then I did another set um, but for me I realised when I was journaling about it as because I would turn up in an absolutely foul mood I would be mm. tired I would be grumpy if I'd something bad had happened um, just before so um, one of the I think it might be the month I signed up um, there was a real quiet patch before I suddenly got incredibly busy. Mm-hmm. So I was grumpy because I was like, well, I don't even know why I'm here because I don't know if I'm going to pay for it and I've got no clients and it's all really stressful. And then about four weeks later, I was like, oh my God, I've got so much to do. I don't know if I'm going to cope. How am I going to go? I've just got, I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> so yeah. I was just permanently grumpy. But I would come there at 10 o'clock and I would be grumpy and angry and cross. And mm. then somehow, like you say, that meditation, that tra- almost trance-like. Yes took hold and I would Mm. leave feeling calm and on top of things and I made a thing and it was amazing but for me I realized when I was journaling about it part of it was doing the thing making a physical thing with my hands there is something Mm -hmm. magical about making a small piece of silver turn into a ring a you know and similarly you're making you're making what is essentially a length of thread or yarn turning into into something something beautiful for Mm -hmm. your wall but how much of it because for me half of that meditation was making the thing and half of it was because I was learning a skill so I quieted all the voices in my head because the new knowledge, because learning is really important to me. And I think I had forgotten that in the biz- in the, the busyness of setting up a new business or like pushing the business. It was effectively new when I quit my day job. It wasn't new, but mm-hmm. it might as well have been because going full time is quite a different kettle of fish. So I found that I'd been so busy with that for a year and a half that I'd kind of forgotten to learn anything that wasn't specific so I'd done loads of you know I'd done some marketing stuff and I'd learned some stuff about Pinterest and I'd learned some stuff about Facebook ads and pixels and you know I'd been learning but that silversmithing course was the first time for a long time I had actually learned for the sake of learning and I think that's why it filled my well so much because it used a bit of my brain I'd forgotten about I don't know if you'd that's be similar probably actually a really interesting point to make because as you know I've been doing a degree while over the last yes you're doing lots of learning years. actually yeah. yeah um and obviously learning lots of really new stuff with that as well yes it's a subject that I know a bit about and I'm interested in already but um there is definitely that idea of like you say bringing new information on board and yeah absolutely yeah it could well be only because you said it was a workshop and I mean don't get me wrong I I guess I I love to work here on my own yeah but I find it's almost a different state of calm than when mm. I'm actually physically learning a thing in a Well, then in a, in a saying place. that, because obviously I did that workshop and then I said to Stuart, I said, I really want to do this as something to do at home. Um, I actually didn't actually... He bought me a bunch of stuff for Christmas, bless him. He bought me some cord and he bought me a book and, and, and a stand to do it all on. And I didn't actually touch it until uh, probably about a month ago. So oh, deep okay. into this... this deep into the pandemic i suddenly thought hashtown you know what? lockdown craft hashtown, yeah exactly yeah. Lockdown I craft. Yeah. yeah i got this this thing that i really wanted to have, have a go at doing it again because i knew i had the stuff and i wanted something that was away from everything else uh, and i made myself a little key ring which i was really proud oh, of oh lovely yeah. um but it's awful now i look at it compared to other people's but it was my first one and i'm quite proud that i did it and i'm no that's then amazing i've made two more since that look a bit better and you know so i can see the so my question okay i've got another question in that oh. case when you stopped and did that, mm. so allowed yourself to pick that up and did that, yes. how did that affect your energy and your creativity in the following 
day, it's, week. I'm whatever. pointing to the ceiling because it went up. It definitely went up. And that's one of the things I came to realise because I said to you, the pandemic, I, when everyone else was unfortunately losing work, I was suddenly becoming really busy. So for the first kind of two months, I think March, March, April time, maybe even to May, it was, I was just, it just wouldn't stop. Nothing stopped. Um, and I got, that's when I said to you, I, you know, I worked for like nine weeks on the trot without any kind of break. Um, and then I got to the end of that completely burnt out and I knew I needed to do something away from that. Um, and actually do, making that first key ring made me realise I need to have some time doing something that's not related to my business at all. Um, I need to have something that's just for me. And it's encouraged me to take time off at the weekends now. So actually I, what I do now at the weekends, I do not work at the weekends. I don't look at my emails, um, which is amazing because I've not done that for a very long time. Um, and not looking at emails, not looking at social media, just literally being completely away from work. I'd get an email come in and I go, okay, fine, going to deal with that on Monday. And Monday. I've never done that before, ever. See, so, it's interesting because I, I do, sometimes I do that. Um, and, and a couple of times I've actually done that in the week because, you know, my thing is very much why why be self-employed if you can't occasionally sod off on a Tuesday and go for Absolutely. a long walk on the beach or whatever. I agree. But I also find, so I'm doing a lot more um, like work with journalists and stuff now and I'm starting to up the PR for the chocolate factory and that kind of stuff. So actually I find I don't want to be away from my emails for more than a few hours at a time because inevitably as soon as I am, I miss something. But that is something that I've already established. I only want that to be short term. Mm. I, I do not. I'm happy for, you know, these next few months while I am building. So I'm, I'm building the chocolate. I'm um, rebranding ink drops. I am um, building a new thing with a friend. Um, and I'm obviously doing a bit of a mini rebrand for my own business, going back to my um, my business catalyst name mm. rather than just the photography because I'm not just a photographer so there's a lot of kind of behind the scenes work going on this summer and while I'm doing that and dealing with the PR for all of that I'm really happy to you know basically be on call to my email be a slave to my email but Probably I have because you know it. there's an end point to because that. I know there's an end point yeah. and I know that obviously there is you know in, in order for the journalists to feature me I need to be available when they need to speak to me not three sure. days later like that mm. that is you know I've worked in media I know how quick and actually it's worse now because 15 years ago we didn't have quite the level of social media and quick quick yes. turnarounds that we yeah. do now but it's something that I have actually partly inspired by you because I've seen the change in you since you've started to take some time off um, that actually from September I am going to be um, absolutely there for my my clients, you know, and excited for my clients, and and we'll still shoot at weekends because a lot of my clients are at that funny stage yeah, of business absolutely. where they need to shoot at weekends, yeah. you know. So it's not that I won't work at weekends, mm -hmm. but as a matter of course, I will not be doing um, admin work at the weekends. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, that's the thing. Might I've do some editing because that's a joy thing. Yeah, I've actually got a shoot yeah. um, tomorrow, Saturday, yeah, uh, and then I've got another one booked in for a Sunday in a few weeks' time. So. Um, yeah, so the the not working weekends is not um, exclusive. It's not not working. It's yes. about making sure the balance is there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if I if I do a shoot at the weekend, yeah. then what I'll do is I'll probably take a day off during the week. Absolutely, so, absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's a similar thing. I think once these launches are done and out of the way, and things are ticking over again as they are, well, hopefully higher because the point of them is to you know. But once they yeah, once the new stuff is launched and the rebrand is done, and then actually I think I think I will obviously I'll still be you know PR is part of my my standard routine, but I think having that time off. I need to remember, I actually was joking with my mum earlier today about, you know, what are my golden rules of life and should I get them tattooed down each arm? And she wasn't very impressed by that because she doesn't really love tattoos. And I was like, no, but you know what? If they were on my arms, I might remember them. And I think one of those things is my creativity is better when I take a break. Yes. It's a very simple 
but it really it's it amazes me you know that yeah. that one evening that i paused i cried all day i cried on the phone to a friend i cried on my own i journaled i cried some more another friend phoned cried at her mum phoned was like why are you crying i, was like, I don't know <laughs> i wish i knew because then i could stop um and i just felt horrendous and as i say then everyone said and this is i mean this is this doesn't happen that often but i think all of us i'm sure will recognize those days where you just feel despairing yes. and defeated but not particularly because anything's happened. Weirdly, the day where something massive happened, so the day where I lost all of my summer income in one fell swoop, literally in one day because of lockdown, I didn't feel like that. I was like, right, fighting. What can I do to change? How can mm. I put... You know, it's, it's a very strange, I think, again, that mood that you were talking about earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Mood is a very strange thing because mood is very rarely what I expect. Um, but I find that those breakdowny days happen when I've allowed too much to get on top of me and I haven't yes. taken breaks. And it yeah. is amazing. I paused. So I think by the time I got off the phone to the last person, it was about 7pm. So I was like, oh, fuck it. I'm literally just going to go and read. So I made myself my favourite dinner and I went to bed, fed the cats, went to bed, read for about three hours. It's the first time I've been able to read properly for ages because my brain was just empty. And then slept. And I slept mm. for 14 hours. And then I felt like a new woman. So, <laughs> That's amazing. I'm going to take on the world the next day. And then one of my friends I'd spoken to on the Friday, she said, oh, is, is everything all right? How's, how's things? Literally on the sun, I think it was the Sunday afternoon. And I was like, yeah, it's great. I've downloaded this thing and I've created this course and I've recorded this video. Oh, and I've mapped out a book. Oh, and I mapped out this other book as well. And then I wrote 400 words on this one and I wrote 3,000 words on this. She was like, Christ, you need to do this more often. It's like, yeah, right. <laughs> I wouldn't, for 14 hours. For clarity, for clarity, I wouldn't recommend... Uh, sort of um firefighting your way through creativity i would, I would definitely uh, i would recommend going sarah's route and actually taking some time off in order to ha- like manage your energy levels and, and manage your um your creative days and but but if you feel like you're getting to the point where you might break down maybe just take a little pause see what that little pause does i, I would like to point there point out there because you know you said like doing sarah's way i'm i am not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. No, but I think you've got this cracked better than I do at the moment. At the moment, well, you say that at the moment. Well, at the moment. I mean, as a perfect example, I told you last week, didn't I? I've I've decided I'm dropping lifestyle photography from my business. It's gone. That was me washing my hands of it. Um, (laughs) We need some sound effects to insert into this. (laughs) My hands. Um, Yeah, so it's... uh, I made that decision. It, it, I mean, I told you, and you were like, "What? What the? What the fuck's? What's gone on? <laughs> What's happened well, since I last spoke to you?" Actually, it didn't. It didn't come as as much of a surprise as it should have done. But okay. The, the, the decisiveness. Did it feel it like came. it was out of the blue? Because I no. 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 Oh, okay. Because you'd been making noises about it for a while and you'd slowed your weddings down. And yes. again, that thing about someone who knows your business almost as well as you do mm, is true. interesting because you yeah. can. So I could see it coming. Yeah. But you hadn't. I think I was expecting you to say quite quickly though. Yeah, I think I was expecting you to say, "Do you know what? I'm thinking about dropping lifestyle photography. What do you reckon? Yeah, what do you think? These are my thoughts." And instead, you were like, "I'm dropping it," and then the following day, you were like, "Yep, it's all gone." It's like, (laughs) "What?" I barely processed that you'd said it. There was no. no I barely processed that I'd said it, and I was like, "Fuck it, let's take it all off the website." So, um, kind of like you know, ripping the bandaid off, I guess. Oh my god, that makes me connect the 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 plaster, ripping the plaster off. Canadian. You're changing, Sarah. You're changing. <laughs> for, it's for our, you know, uh, inter- assimilation, integration listen, um, mm-hmm. listeners, because mm-hmm. they're on both sides of the pond, I'm sure. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and it was, um, I doing that part of it was very decisive, and I was, I was quite ready to do that. Uh, but what came after that was 
almost a whole lot of nothing because I suddenly I said to you I, I'm now I've got all of these I, I had all of these ideas about things that I wanted to do and it seems like all of a sudden my head has gone empty since ripping that part of my life out of my out. that part of my business yeah away I feel like there's the the well has suddenly gone very empty and actually do you know what I think as we cut near the end of of the episode I think mm. that's actually a really nice note to kind of um start to wrap up on because if I remember rightly, I said something along the lines of that is really normal. So when I closed mm. the last business that I closed um, in a similarly dramatic fashion, but it had taken me a bit of a longer time to come to that conclusion, Yeah. Um, which was the website beautician in 2014. Did I ditch I that? I still can't believe you that. maybe? That doesn't sound like you at all. <laughs> no, I know, right? But anyway, um, but it, don't get me wrong. I don't regret having it because it, it part, like that business, both the opening, the running and the closing gave me a lot of the experience that is why my businesses are more successful now mm-hmm. um and it wasn't an unsuccessful business it just wasn't one I loved yeah. um however I do remember that I closed it and I felt this massive swathe of relief and then I cried for three days and yeah. I couldn't understand why I was crying that because I was like but I've done the thing that I want to do and I feel so much better but oh god it's gone <laughs> and so I think it's that really straight and again I think you can't when you've made a big decision like that you can't push yourself to immediately be creative in the new way because you're kind of still letting go of the old and I actually photography like has been a big process. part of your life it's yeah, like yeah. a grieving process mm. yeah yeah definitely yeah. um it's a strange one. And I think actually that, that grief process, um, it's not specifically related to energy or creativity, but in, in the same way, in a similar way, it kind of is. Mm. Um, I think all of us at the moment are having most creatives I've spoken to, um, over the last few weeks, we've all been going through a weird kind of grief. In fact, I think the whole world, um, mm. not just creatives, um, because actually the, the world that we had before has gone. Yes. Because even if everything returns to totally normal, we are all suddenly aware of the possibilities of a pandemic in a way that I'm fairly sure most of us weren't considering beforehand. You know, even if we were vaguely aware of the possibility, we weren't really thinking about it. Mm. So, and I mean, I know I'm making changes to my business to make it less reliant on me. As in, oh, excuse me, hiccups. Um, It's always going to be about me because it's my business. But if I break my leg, I can't run photo shoots I can't run workshops there's very little you know if if I so it's made me think about my business in a different way it's made mm. me think about my the way I express my creativity and how I can actually harness that to hate this word but pivot yes um so I think it's a really interesting I think your your shift your change how do you feel now you've made the change do you feel like your creativity is now it's focused still, in a different way or it was you know it was it was actually still feeling quite low and then ironically I ended up writing a really long blog post about um free writing yesterday something that you Ooh. inspired in me the other week yes I'm looking forward it. to linking it yep um and by the time I'd finished writing this blog post I I started to feel things coming up in my like that oh. excited feeling in my chest again and I decided actually I'm going to start free writing again because I haven't done it for a very long time uh, and that's probably one of those things that fills my well as well, actually, that I'd forgotten about because, because life. <laughs> because life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so it is, I think it's about one of the things you, I think you said to me when I was, when I said to you, all of, all the ideas have gone, Carla, what am I, I, I wanted to write books, I wanted to do courses and it's all gone. And you said, stop, stop forcing yourself stop to think it. about mm-hmm. these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just go and do something else, which actually works. I forget. It I know, works. right? It's amazing. It's amazing. Who knew? Now, the trouble is, though, I I would say give it because I'm I'm in a bit of a, a high creativity space at the moment. Mm. So I reckon give me a week 
And then probably you're going to have to literally copy and paste that that message and, and throw it back at me and I be will. like, look, look at this, screenshot it, it and send it back to me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, because it's just, it's so weird. Like, I think, I mean, so many of the things, I feel like this is becoming a bit of a theme, actually, that so many of the things we talk about, we um, we have this that same thing of, like, it's so easy to see in other people and it's so easy to have a whole podcast episode where we talk about it and we come up with... I mean, this actually has been more of a conversational than a fixing because I'm not sure there is a fix for this. This was more no. of a... We it's wanted an acknowledgement to know. that it happens and, and that yeah, everyone experiences yeah. it, definitely. And that actually, it's okay if you're a super high-energy person, but you even if you are that super high-energy, super creative, or that's the persona that you project or, you know, whatever that... You're still not going to be that all the time and that is exactly. okay. Um, equally if you're quite a low energy person you might have the occasional spark of high energy and that's also fine you know I think it's about acknowledging that's different for each person um and but it's so much easier to see it in other people than it is to actually acknowledge it in yourself yes so yeah it is yeah that's, you couldn't actually you've summed that up really nicely because I kind of wasn't sure where any of that was going to be honest sorry no I do ramble slowly <laughs> no no I mean the whole subject because it's one of those kind of subjects that it doesn't like you say doesn't have an answer it doesn't have a no and we don't nice have a fix you know as much and, yeah. as mm. yeah we've got we've got different parts of it sussed and different parts of it not sussed but yeah. we are still working and I think it is one of those things that is like an eternal um I don't cycle? want to say an eternal war. That sounds really dramatic. Yeah, it's like a, a cycle, cycle, actually. It's a cycle. It's a cycle. Yeah. Um, I mean, how many times as well do I say to you, oh my God, Carla, I've done absolutely nothing today. I've just sat here staring at the screen and you go, it's a low energy day. Don't worry about it. And I go, oh yeah, because I did yeah. do an awful lot yesterday or the day before. The one thing I am actually going to say, um, it's, it's not a fix, but it is something that has helped me. Um, so one of the things I've heard a lot through lockdown is people go, oh, I haven't done what I wanted to. I made this massive list. And don't get me wrong, I am that person. I have mm. a whole flow chart, a flip chart full of, a flip chart sheet full of normal sized handwriting of stuff I was going to do during lockdown. And it was only actually when, when a friend came round and saw it because it's pinned up in my window, saw, saw it backwards. She was like, what is that? And I was like, oh, it's this. So I pulled it out and I showed it to her. And she was like, hmm that's about two and a half years worth of work and I was like oh I was gonna do that in eight weeks 12 weeks <laughs> maybe yeah. four months sure you know sure. I wasn't so and I think that that is something that we often we do we overburden ourselves and so one yes. of the things that's really helped me is I have a planner so I have a planner that I use as a planner and then I have another planner because I was gifted to at the beginning of this year and um obviously they've got dates in so they're you know, there's only so many you can use. And so I actually keep one on my desk. It's got a decent amount of space in every day, but not an overwhelming amount of space for every day. Um, and I actually just track what I've done. So if I write an email, I just put email to so-and-so. Mm. Or if I've spent three hours with website fuckery, I'll put three hours of website fuckery. Um, not because I'm trying to track... I mean, I do have a, a proper tracking programme for client work, but actually this is more about... I can then look back and I'll be like, oh, I didn't achieve nothing on Friday. I actually mm. did this, this, this and this. It wasn't necessarily what I'd planned to do. Like, so today, for example, has been a classic example. There was loads of stuff I planned to do. And then there was an emergency phone call this morning where I needed... It wasn't an emergency, but it was a, it was a, it was an important phone call I needed to be on this morning. Um, and then some other stuff came up um, and actually kind of contingency that I hadn't yes. planned in any contingency. But I used the day in a useful way, just not in the way I'd planned. Yeah. And I think maybe that's the the note we could finish on perhaps is, yes. is maybe knowing that knowing that whatever we're doing is probably okay absolutely definitely and the things will get done eventually <laughs> or, or they might you know come or off not. the list eventually <laughs> yeah or not actually do you know what i do find that saying that sometimes if i don't do something for a very long time and then i go back and look at the list and go eh, i didn't really want to do that anyway <laughs> 
scratch it off. So you wait till you log back into a, a program you haven't used since 2015. You see the stuff you thought you wanted to do in 2015. You look at it and go, done that, done that. What was I thinking? I don't want to do that. It's amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. I did it with Wonderlist just recently and I was just oh. like actually logged in because because I have a shared list but I'd forgotten I had my own list in there as well yeah. and I was like oh this is an, an interesting site into past Very Carla interesting. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, there you go yeah, really good I, was, I really enjoyed that chat that was well, I think I've yeah. learned things as well while we've been talking and realised I think so. I think to be honest this is one of the, I reckon this is one of the exemplary reasons of why we started the podcast because yes. we have these kind of philosophical conversations which don't really have an ending or a fix mm. But I feel better for having talked about it. Absolutely. And hopefully the idea is as well, you know, for our lovely listeners is that they listen to it and go, oh, that's me as well. It's not just me that feels this way. Yes, you are not alone. Exactly. You have at least two other weirdos in the world who feel like you do. <laughs> at least. <laughs> at least. <laughs> oh, so shall we wrap that one up there? Do you think, Carl? I think so. Yeah, definitely. Wow, so yes. um, hopefully, hopefully you like Hopefully you've, you've enjoyed listening to us um, and it would be fabulous if you could um, subscribe and review. Yes. Well, is that is that the wording I'm using? Yes. Yes. It um, is now. And yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and obviously, the, you know, the best thing that you can do if you're enjoying us is tell other people about us. So tell, tell people. Definitely. Head to, you can head to Creative Reboot Co on Facebook and Instagram. It'd be lovely if you follow us and drop some comments there because we'd like to get a little bit more life going on the social media, wouldn't we? We would. We would. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And um, I suspect, uh, did we mention any links or anything? But if we did, you know, if there's anything that we kind of think of. For As this, ever, we'll if there's anything we come it. across, we'll chuck it in the in the um, show notes. I was going to say links, but you know what I mean. Yes, definitely. It's late. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. Thank you very much, Lovely. everyone. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Bye.